This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. These are your primes, Max. And Matt. Coming to you with that sparking live-action Transformers content you know and love. This is the Hasbro- uh, excuse me, this is the last of the Wit Wiccans. Transformers Roundtable Discussion to subcast the Hasbrothers. So, so Max. Yeah, what's up, Matt? Uh, do you ever, do you ever, have you listened to the, the program from WNYC Radio Lab? Quite frequently, actually. I like that quite a bit. Uh, did, did, did you ever listen to their Apocalyptica episode? I don't think I have. Maybe. Because but... they had, they had a, um, so that was, I saw that one live, which was interesting because I had like stage performers and stuff. Is, is that the one um, that, it... where it was talking about, um, War of the Worlds and like? Uh, no. Okay. This was about, like, this was about the end of things. Okay. And possible, the, the ends of things that have had ends and the possible end of us. Um, and there's one thing that's interesting is that, um, there's been confirmation over the years of, uh, what led to the extinction of, uh, of the dinosaurs, um, which there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. Like one, one thing is, and no matter where you are on the earth, if you dig down, like, I think like 15 feet, there's this layer of uniform sediments, like sediment. That exists that's about two inches deep that goes anywhere on the earth and seems to go back about you know 65 million years or so okay sure and it's always been kind of theorized that it's that that this asteroid hit and it kind of um <laughs> and it, it kicked up the it kicked up this giant cloud of dust mm-hmm. and that that choked out the sun and nuclear winter killed all the plants and all that kind of stuff and well, that also ended up leading to the Ice Age. But the thing that Radiolab uh, talked about, which this is still kind of in debate, there's some there's some theory about it, is that actually the asteroid that hit was really, really, really huge and went so fast that... um. Do you, do you know about, like, cavitation? Are you familiar with that effect? Oh, I know the idea. Uh, so have you ever, like, seen a video of, like, a gun being shot underwater? Yeah, and it makes, like... <sighs> You're talking about so like the like, bubble collap- a, collapsing bubble system. Yeah. So the thing is, that's not a when the bullet goes out. That's not a bubble. That's a vacuum. The bullet's going so fast, it's pushing the water, and there's nothing there. It's not like right, yeah, the back come, flame from the gun. It comes back and crashes in with more force as a result of that. Yeah. So think about this asteroid was going so fast, it caused cavitation in the atmosphere. Jeez. Okay. It was. It was something they said. If a, if a dinosaur if a dinosaur underneath the asteroid looked up as it was coming in, they would be able to look up and see the just look up and see a hole of the night sky, and then if they blinked before they finished blinking, the asteroid would have plowed through them and plowed deep into the Earth's mantle and hit with so much force that it not only pulverized the ground but uh, turned into like a superheated jet of plasma. And the thing is that, you know, Newton's third law, the so that it not only plasmified the it like itself, it plasmified the Earth and all of that force has to go somewhere. It can't go deeper into the crater. So it shoots out through this like through this brief hole in the atmosphere as molten rock and turns into like space dust that's now in a parabolic trajectory around the Earth. And so not only is there dust kicked up, but like there is matter from the earth that gets launched into 
the greater solar system. Like some of it hits the moon, some of it hits Mars, but the rest of it goes in this decaying orbit around the Earth. And over the course of hours, um, all of these like billions and billions of particles hit the atmosphere and burn up on impact. And the thing is that one of those wouldn't do much, but a couple billion, every single one of them raises the, the temperature of the atmosphere slightly until it's gets to something like 600 degrees. And so the, the new, the, the new theory that they're talking about is not that there was an ice age or nuclear winter. It's that over the course of like, eight to ten hours all everything that lived on the surface and was not like did not live at least a foot underground or like ten feet underwater just baked to death okay that makes sense in the blazing heat of a pizza oven however however there is another conflating there is another conflating theory um that 65 million years ago uh, a bunch of robot aliens touched down and just shot the dinosaurs with some kind of liquid metal you know, that sounds rational. Yeah, you know, it's uh, people People are calling it the Age of Extinction. Other people call it sort of a Transformers 4. And some people, namely us, call it the best Transformers movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the one where we're not <laughs> super salty. Yo, we actually enjoyed this one! It's not, okay, this first, I'm gonna, first I'm gonna qualify this with, this is not a great movie, and you could even argue that it's not a good movie, but it, we had a good time most of the way through even when it was stupid i would say like as far as summer blockbuster fair goes Yo, this, this is, is better than uh, this most. Is, I'd say this it's is better than well many above. marvel movies this is yeah this is well above average yeah well above average is i wouldn't put it on like my list of like all oh, these are my favorite movies or anything but like yeah no this this was a pretty solid film yeah no of the of the other films well well like let's not get to our ratings so hastily here sure 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 we'll get we'll get to the rest of that later all right, so um, so let's see. So before we roll into this, we've got uh, we've got some facts to hit on here, um, some stuff that I don't know when we'd talk about in the movie. <laughs> so the production of this is kind of nuts because uh, Michael Bay said that Transformers: Dark of the Moon was going to be his last Transformers movie, and he was going to give up the franchise. Uh, so Hasbro wanted to keep making Transformers movies. The last one made a billion dollars. So I mean, everybody yeah, fair point. wanted wanted Transformers movies to keep being made. It's so not, fucking Steven see, Spielberg. See, yeah, because at this point, Transformers movies, their purpose is not just to sell toys. It's also to sell the movie. It's also to sell the movie. There's one thing here um, that uh, in after listening to all the to, to avoid um, to avoid getting a bias on this. I started uh, there's another podcast about Shia LaBeouf that's just called hashtag all his movies. And I listened, I've been listening to the ones about Transformers, and one of the things they pointed out, just us talking about, like, just us talking about money here, is that every Transformers movie has gotten a lower and lower critical rating from the fans, but has somehow made more and more money. And so the studios have realized they can kind of just do what they want because people are just going to keep seeing these movies. Um, I mean, that's, that's just uh, kind of an actually... unfortunate state with Hollywood in general, right? Yeah. So the, so one of the things was that, like, Spielberg signed on for this, and then a producer, um, the executive producer, like the sign on in 2012, said like, um, oh, oh yeah, also 2011. Not only Bay jump out, but Shia LaBeouf jumped out saying that there well, wasn't uh, anywhere else to take Sam Witwicky. Yeah, and also like we mentioned that like he announced that he was leaving Transformers after on like the day of the release of the last movie. 
Yeah, yeah. It was actually, I think it was 10 days before Dark of the Moon came out. He said he was going to, he said he was going to quit. And so, and, you know, fair. Like, he, he's been doing a lot of action movies. He wanted to do something else. And then he kind of started losing his mind. Yeah, he but, wants uh, to do something else, neither. like yelling at a computer screen about how it needs to just do it. <laughs> um, so there was another. So in 2012, the, the executive producer signed on at the time saying that it was going to be a reboot. Then eight months later, he said it was going to be a reboot sequel hybrid. Um, and then once Michael Bay heard that it, it was gonna it was gonna change a lot, Michael Bay signed back on, which is why this movie is co-directed by Michael Bay and Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like another like four months later, Michael Bay then made an announcement saying that it wasn't going to be a reboot. It was going to be a sequel that goes in a new direction with a whole new cast, which is what uh, people in the biz usually call a soft reboot. Um, but that those words were never used. And then there was word that the, the production stuff said it was going to be set in Detroit um, later than it was set in Texas. And then the producers, um, which is the whole third act of this movie, um, is mildly explained. The producers then also really pushed for them to have a bunch of stuff in China because they knew these movies did really well in China. <laughs> um, so they had to go to Hong Kong and they also did some shooting in they did some shooting in mainland China. And while they were doing that, uh, they needed to, you know, they were shooting on the streets of China and they got firsthand exposure to downtown China, which by which I mean Michael Bay uh, was robbed by some drug addicts. <laughs> And then later, uh, the production, other members of the production crew got robbed by triad gang members. <laughs> so, yeah, so a bunch of stuff in here. Um, and yeah, like we, like I said before, we're going to be talking about a whole new cast for this movie. Like they started from scratch because you don't have, you don't have Shia LaBeouf anymore. So you don't have the anchoring, you don't, you don't have, you don't have the anchoring lead man of Sam Witwicky anymore, which thank God. Um, we barely had anyone from previous movies at all. Like, really only... For the tr- Actually, no, aside from the Transformers, and really not even that many of the Transformers no, come back from I Dark mean, of the Moon. Only two of their, like, standout voice acting, because while Bumblebee's back, he's still doing the, like, not speaking thing. So, uh, only two really came back properly. Um... You do. We do see. Uh, I think Ratchet. Ratchet shows up in this movie briefly, um, but yeah, for the most part, it's for the most part, it's You're like right. a, it's it's largely a new cast. Yeah, like Optimus Prime obviously comes back, and Peter Cullen still does that. Um, and uh, one second, yeah, here. Bumblebee doesn't. I don't think Bumblebee actually says anything in this movie. Which uh, yeah, is, I don't think so yeah. either. Uh, Bumblebee Frank- doesn't have a credited voice actor, so. And Frank uh, Welker uh, comes back. You know, he he did a bunch of things, not just Megatron. Why why would he be back from Megatron? Megatron died. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one of our that's one of our Transformers facts. Oh, I fucking knew it was John DiMaggio's crosshairs, by the way. Uh, anyway, so uh, as long as we're talking about this set of development thing, I want to point out one of the interesting ones that during uh, them figuring it out, they started you know having a lot of leaks and announcements about situations of people coming out. Um, and this being both more uh, grand of a scale of a movie to begin with, and then again with the all these other issues, they'll push back a year. So instead of doing the every two years thing, they went for a three year break this time. Um, yeah, they well also they had to deal with like everybody leaving, so they had yeah. to redo no, everything. For sure. um, this movie also had a comparable budget. I think at like two hundred two hundred ten million. I want to say that sounds accurate. Um, 
Oh, at the time, it's saying with a budget of 165. So. Oh, so it actually had less money to play with. Uh, anyway, um, so on January 8th, uh, 2013, it was announced that uh, Jack Rayner, um, uh, actor, I don't really know what else he's done. Um, handful of things, I guess. Nothing really particularly notable for the most part, I'd say. Um he would be uh, one of the joining lead actors in this alongside uh, Mark Wahlberg, who had already been announced previous, who is going to be our new main character. Um, but they uh, shortly after this, they released a thing uh, of a synopsis for the film's plot, which I would like to read for you now. Sure, go for it. As humanity picks up the pieces, following the conclusion of Transformers Dark of the Moon, Autobots and Decepticons have all but vanished from the face of the planet. However, a group of powerful and genius businessmen and scientists attempt to learn from past Transformer incursions and push the boundary of technology beyond what they can control. Now, that's somewhat accurate, but there's one extra line left here. All the all while an ancient, powerful Transformer menace sets its Earth in its crosshairs. The ancient adventure and battle between good and evil, freedom and enslavement ensues. And, like, that's just wrong? <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, this one actually gets into... We're, we'll get into it, but this one gets into... This, this one has very complicated alliances compared to the first couple. Oh, incredibly so. Um... Anything else we want to talk about before getting into it? Uh, it's worth noting the same we mentioned the same writer as Dark of the Moon got in for this one. Um, oh right, yeah, he was the he was kind of the lead writer on this, right? Uh, the only like uh, credited person for writing the screenplay, yeah. All right, yeah. So uh, Aaron Kruger. Um, let's see anything else particularly worth noting? Um, they took they did take quite a while to cast. Uh, pretty early casting Mark Wahlberg, and then figuring out from there. Um, yeah, and most of the voice cat, most of the crew, aside from, like, Wahlberg, uh, was announced in 2013, uh, kind of one after the other. Um, again, to appeal to China, we have a lot of Chinese actors, um, so that we can, it might not be able to appeal to China, it might also be like, oh, we need, we have this Chinese company we need to use in the film, so we need to have, you know, a Chinese person leading it. Also, you know, the fact that they literally went to Hong Kong. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and crack into this movie? Uh, would you like to read our intro speech from Optimus Prime? Uh, let me find it. Unless this movie and its sick reboots took that away from us. It might. I don't have it in the script. It might. I don't know either. Um... Let me scroll all the way back up to the top here. Yeah, no, it starts with a cold. It's just got a cold open. I'm um, actually, to, I'm genuinely to, surprised, but oh well. To Arctic scientists. Because, yeah, because we start with, um... Instead of in instead of Optimus like talking about it, we just see a bunch of alien spaceships come up and like shoot all the dinosaurs. Yeah, shoot fucking aliens and like glass the planet. Yeah, yeah. And you see like a T Rex run away, and the uh, like anybody that's really into dinosaurs gets mad at these kind of sequences because it's like all all these dinosaurs are from different like periods. Like none of them coexisted. But as whatever. someone as someone who's it's really into dinosaurs but not really into the science of dinosaurs, fuck yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> dinosaurs on screen. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, there's no there's no opening monologue for this one. Um, and instead, we just start in the Arctic with them finding this like frozen metallic dinosaur skeleton. Uh, before cutting to tech, before before cutting to just Texas, USA. Well, it's worth noting there's just this one thing to care about with the dinosaur skeleton is uh. 
they walk up to the dinosaur corpse covered in a weird metal and they use a pe- hammer and chunk a little bit of the metal off of it and hand it to someone. And the person yeah, says, I metal, think history's about this, to change. Yeah, this metal is uh, the MacGuffin of this film. <laughs> we'll save for when they properly name it, but it's it's pretty good. Um, I gotta say, as far as made up elements go, it's got a better name than some movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Better than Avatar. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it! Fucking gun, uh, gun obtainium. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'd I was, play a game where I get gun obtainium. I was thinking of gundanium, the stuff that Gundams are made of. <laughs> Is that actually true? That's it's only true in Gundam Wing. God, fuck Gundam Wing! Fight me, <laughs> internet! If you hear this, fucking fight me. <laughs> Gundam Wing sucks ass. Anyway, yeah, we cut to we got to Texas and we get introduced to our to our new male uh, our new male anchor, Cade Yeager, um, a deadbeat uh, inventor who's really trying to make his own way. He's got a he's got a uh, a buddy named Lucas. They do kind of a scrapping business, like they go to this old theater and they find these old projectors they want to sell and stuff like that. Uh, and while they're at there, one thing that just happens to be in the theater that just, this theater is getting shut down, by the way, this town he's in, not just him, this town he's in is doing poorly. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, but yeah, they're in this theater and they're going through various things they want, looking at like the chairs and everything that could possibly salvage out of here. One thing they find is just in this theater for some reason, big honking truck, rusted up, beat up, not for working properly. Yeah, it's like behind like the projection screen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not in good condition. Um, and they call out like, yo, how much for the truck? And the guys are friends like, what truck? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's him and his buddy whose name I forget. Is that Lucas? Lucas, 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 Lucas Flannery. All right. Um, but you know, we see a bit of rapport there. Uh, Lucas is a bit of a goofball, but at the same time, Cade seems, you know, not especially smart with money and a bit obsessive. So Lucas actually tries He's very, to yeah, work the thing that he that. hits. They keeps hitting on. I think Lucas is like, you don't pay me, man. Or like, I'm, I'm co-owner of this company. I've never made any money. And Cade keeps saying over and over, like, dude, the money's coming. Just wait for my big break or whatever. Like that. Yeah. They, does, does... they phrase it in a way that makes it like at first seem like uh, Cade is like being relatively responsible. And then Lucas is like being a bit needy. But then when you see it later, it's like, no, it's definitely that Cade uh, is just like lives this lifestyle. <laughs> He, he, yeah, he's, it's, he's kind of this, like, he's, he's kind of past his prime and really sure that he's, his big breaks coming in and he keeps taking pride in himself as an inventor over and over again. He's got a lot of inventions that aren't very successful. I mean, they're barely good. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way. Um, and his house is just kind of full of them. Uh, also, we learned that he's underwater on his house and his, the land, the, the people are trying to buy it. Um, notably also, though, at the same time, we're finding that situation out and like he's like threatening a lot of like people on his property when the real estate agent is showing them around a reasonable place as he hasn't been paying for like months at a time. Yeah, he just grabs his baseball bat and like tells them to get off his Goes property and or whatever. Threatens people, yeah, along with his shitty oh, yeah, robot. Also, he's stealing power dog. from his neighbors. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, anyway, we learn he has a teenage daughter. Um, she lives with him. I'm... Not sure if I remember what happened to the mother. I, I think she uh, just I split. Think I, I think she split on them. I think that was the, what the case was. For I don't know what ever said. Oh yeah, there um, we go. Um, oh yeah, so the there, there there's the line I'm looking for. Um, hey, sir, do you want to see the property? Sure, I'd be more than happy to give you a tour. I'll show you the three buyers I got buried out back. Then I'll crack your head open like an egg. 
so it's, it's worth noting already, like, Cade Yeager is uh, prideful and uh, stubborn and genuinely trying, though, despite this. Um, yeah. And he's, he's, he's a he's... fuck-up, but he's a fuck-up who has things he wants to do and has motivation and has reasons he's actually trying to accomplish the things even if he's failing. Yeah, we've already got kind of a step up from Shia LaBeouf and that this guy has a thing he wants to do. He's probably not doing it the right way. It's kind of biting him in the ass, but he's, you know, sticks to his principles or whatever. He has stakes in anything other than like his life or the hot girl. Yeah, that's also, I think, changing the dynamic to make the to make the male lead a dad, like really kind of fixes things. Because when when you're playing when 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 you have a kid, kids like especially college age kids are shitty protagonists because they don't have any reason to care about anything other than themselves. Which is what we got out of Shia LaBeouf over and over and over again. Well, it didn't help they made his parents terrible also. Yeah, his parents um, sucked. <laughs> so in this, he has a daughter uh, who is, un- unfortunately, despite being a teenage daughter who has yet to graduate high school, they definitely went all in on the, hey, uh, stare at her ass, though. And they did, like, make it like, oh, she's 18. She, she's she just a- she's graduated 18. yet, but, like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's, like, going through a college acceptance or, like, looking for college acceptance letters and, like, oh, I didn't get found by my by my main school. And for some like, reason, oh, Kate God. Yeager's being that, like, stubborn, like, no one can sleep with my daughter. She can't even date anyone, but she has a secret boyfriend, which is relevant. I don't bring this up just because it's stupid. I bring it up because it's relevant. Yeah, no, it's highly relevant. Um, in fact, I didn't realize that we actually uh, see him early on. We don't see him, but we see her, like, in a video call. Yeah, yeah, we 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 hear his voice. We know that he's there. It's not incredibly apparent until later. Yeah, it's not until she hears a car pulling up that she like shuts down the call and uh, <laughs> rapidly puts clothing back on. Um, but it's it's worth stating that a thing I really like about the written dyna- dynamic here that is actually interesting and portrayed well is that she's the responsible one in the house. Yeah, she's the one. She's taking care of Cade. Like Cade is Cade's just really trying to pursue his dream in spite of everything like yeah everything in spite of his daughter <laughs> um yeah and she, he's not like, he's a, not even necessarily a, a great dad it's... he's trying but he's not a very good dad and she's like she's the one making sure he eats she's the one yeah, who that's... makes sure bills go out that mail comes in that everything's that's working the, that, that's there's a there's a whole exchange like oh you take care of me who taught you how to solder a circuit or ride a program or french braid your hair or throw a spiral at me that's what i do who taught you how to cook without ketchup or balance your checkbook? Who always has to be the grown-up around here? Yeah, that's actually a reasonable exchange, and I thought it was really cool. This is yeah. an interesting power dynamic you don't really often get to see. And then you have a follow-up with this, like your tertiary individual here, Lucas, who's a pretty okay dude. Again, still a bit of a goofball, but he's try—he's basically trying to, one, make sure his investments are protected, and two, make sure that Cade's going to do something with his life ever. Yeah. Because, yeah, it seemed like Cade was kind of a picker like he's like finding all these like old antiques that he could sell but like he just puts them in his barn yeah the idea is that he thinks he can fix them them up and make them better or has stupid ideas he can do with things and then tries to do something with them and then they're either not commercially viable or he grows to attach them one of the two yeah one of those he's got he's also got a robot guard dog that's incredibly ineffective yeah it basically rolls out and it's like bark bark you're breaking security line if you do not cease i will call the cops bark bark and then like you can just walk past him and then he fails to call the cops even if you do yeah no that's everybody that like is regularly at the house just like ignores it basically. yeah because like it, it doesn't even like remember the correct people it's supposed to ignore like his daughter doesn't fucking remember her ever 
I don't think it was even suggested that it was supposed to remember no, people. No, she, I think she it's actually just said like a, the, she said a thing like get my realize my fucking identification by now. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's just a piece of shit. Yes, yeah, it's just real bad. kind of it's it's a good way to sum up his inventing prowess like all in one swoop. So in the following scenes, he starts uh, after being like, "The look, I'm just going to do work on this. You're just going to be chill, do your homework, get ready for college bullshit. And so uh, he goes and starts working on this truck in his garage and gets way absorbed into it, like he generally would, except even more so. Because, as they mentioned the next day, when uh, uh, his daughter and Lucas... Oh, hold check on, on him, you forgot that this is you forgot this is a Transformers film. We have to cut away briefly to military guys fighting a Transformer. Right. Okay. This is relevant. Uh, so in the in the um, past several years, shows up. In the past several years, the military have gotten competent. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've um we we learned that they're working with another transformer, um who has a gun who has a face that turns into a gun. It's pretty sick. And yeah, that on top of that, like this this movie shows that like yeah, the military's gotten highly competent. Like they they're like transformer spotted, release the micro drones, and it's like form form a perimeter. Uh, get him out, and then like he's like he's hiding inside that stack. And do you, do you have a bead? And like the transformer's like yes, and sh- like blows his leg off. And then we learn not only in this one that uh every transformer is a target. Um, that also like the the guy that leads the thing is like I had a sister who lived in Chicago. Blam, dead. And we learn also that wait, when we say every transformer is a target, to... it is worth noting that that like as it is ratchet, he's like, wait, don't shoot, I'm an Autobot, and that's when the guy's like, I had a sister who was in Chicago and just fucking shot him. <laughs> yeah, don't give a I shit don't that give a Autobot. shit. You're a giant robot, die. And we also learn here that uh, Optimus sent out a message to uh, to all the Autobots. Um, let me actually scroll back up there. That um, let's see, calling all Autobots. We are under targeted attack. Cease all contact with humans. And yeah, we're all hiding. Autobots are being hunted. We're all in danger. And then, yeah, I lost a sister in Chicago. You get no sympathy from me. And yeah, fucking murders him. And yeah, then we cut briefly to uh, the Pentagon and we get introduced to Kelsey Grammer and also the other, like one of the other Joint Chiefs of Staff who's, I re- he doesn't have a name, but I really like him. Like just his really like dry and confused delivery because uh, he, co- he comes back in a couple other movies. Um, he makes very few appearances, but he comes back in the next movie. I remember He's the one with the mustache. Um, I don't think so i don't remember having a mustache perhaps not but it's one of these things where it's like oh we'd have to i mean we'd have to talk to the president about that like yeah do you want me to arrange a meeting with the president right like he's wanting information about what's happening with their ops and kelsey grammar's all like yeah but that would be inconvenient to do and the president's real busy and the president would have to clue you know maybe just not don't bother anyone (laughs) yeah yeah oh great um actually there we go that's um he's talking to kelsey grammar just like How's how's the how's this black ops op going? Outstanding. Oh, great! The president would be pleased because uh, I'll tell you right now. I've only been a chief of staff since Monday, but uh, I do know the alien war stuff. These these are the only fun meetings. Look, I'm not <laughs> here to entertain the president, but you may tell him the war will be over soon enough. Be over. In case he asks, I just like to have an exact quote: "War will be over soon." That is great. Such good news. Um, the president would just love really really to press the flesh not the flesh obviously but maybe you'd get a shot with the lord lord prime sir prime can we get a bop on air force one it'd be a quick bop just a bop and a bop back i wouldn't get his hopes up on this one so yeah so there, there's 
she's trying to get the president to the president wants to talk to Optimus Prime apparently. Anyway, after that well, whole it's, thing, it's worth we stating that since the president wants to talk to Optimus Prime, that we can hit on this point is that we just saw that the military is taking out Autobots and doesn't care, but apparently the mili- the like actual government has a different stance. And yeah, I feel like that scene is designed to hammer home the point that Kate Yeager just found this mysterious semi in a a movie theater. I forget if we saw it out front or if we just see it on radio later. I think we saw it early on when he was heading into the theater. But um, there's basically martial law declared. There's a bunch of military stations just about everywhere. (laughs) Because the events of the last movie are relevant. Like, Chicago being fucking destroyed and aliens, robots taking over most of the world means that the new military force... Are a constant presence everywhere, just in case. <coughs> yeah, no, it's um, yeah, we we get we get a brief look into this like fascistic society that has come as a result of alien invasion. <laughs> it's not too much different from the from normal life, apparently. Uh, so now that we cut back to Cade Yeager, uh, we found he's been working without sleeping entirely overnight on this uh, truck. And then as his daughter and Lucas come to talk to him, he's like, yo, but this thing's way fancier than it has any fucking right to be. <laughs> the outside looks like shit, but the inside, pretty cool. Yeah, no, this engine, this engine makes no sense. And check this out. And he like sparks it and like shoots a missile. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's like, you don't have to worry. I've been working all night. It's fine. You know what? It's not a truck. Okay, you're right. It's an alien killing machine. Jesus, dude, it's DOA. It's been recalled. Total. Done. Listen, there's a number you're supposed to call. You're supposed to call the government. It's the American thing to do. Here we go. You're supposed to call. If it ends up being alien, you win $25,000. You don't win money. And if you capture it live, tag it like a wildebeest, you get $100,000. And Tessa wants to Tessa wants to call in that they found the Transformer because it's worth a bunch of money and they don't have money. Because they're poor as shit. Yeah, like it's reasonable. And yeah, and Kate's <laughs> like, no, don't fucking trust the government. They're just going to murder us. He doesn't even necessarily think they're going to murder him at this point. He just does I've not trust the I've seen the commercial government. and they don't say that it's not a guarantee. Like, I guess I'm just kind of reading into it a bit there. But like, Cade, Cade's very cagey about like, you don't win money. It's not, we're not going to get money out of this. I think it's partly that he doesn't trust the government and partly that uh, he's obsessive about his projects. Um, and then, yeah. Then also we learned that, yeah, Lucas is part of the, Lucas is part of the company. He signed a contract and shit, yeah. Yeah, there's a reason Lucas kept talking about being, like, co-signer. So, like, he's basically being, okay, so I have rights to doing things involving this. Oh, yeah, that's one of the things, yeah. Cade finally gets Optimus back online, and Optimus says, I'll kill you! No, no! And, yeah, it accidentally shoots a missile and into their house. Um, anyway, so while, uh, while shit's going poorly, Cade walks up to Optimus and is like, So, uh, listen, you got hit right in the engine. There's just a whole bore right through it. Took it out for you, because that's what turned him back on. Uh, you're hurting really bad. I'm just trying to help you. You're in my home now. I'm an engineer. My name is Cade Yeager. And so uh, Optimus Prime, you know, says he's in his debt, needs his help. Um, and then Cade's like, oh, yeah, you took a hell of a hell of a hit. That missile just missed your power source. We call it a spark. It attains our life force and memory. Oh, yeah, we call it a soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the stupid way to hammer that point home. Anyway, go on. Um, anyway, but they get across the point that this is Optimus Prime, an Autobot, and everyone's like, wait a sec, if you're an Autobot, why would the military hurt you? Yeah, they're just killing Decepticons, right? Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, the CIA immediately catches on to that they found Optimus in Texas and they deploy they they deploy units to Kate's house like immediately. I think there were a couple of reasons, I think not least of which is there was a point where like Tessa entered the number and called but then hung up before going through. Uh I think it's it's it said also it it's suggested by Lucas's dialogue that he also called. Oh, because yeah, as they're yeah. there, it's like, do we get the money? When do we get the money? <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. In fact, no. In fact, Tessa says. Uh, in fact, Tessa accuses Lucas of calling. Yeah, I think Tessa didn't actually call, and then Lucas did. But Tessa was like, had the phone, and was ready to call. Um, and yeah, then th- this movie just fucking gets really dark really fast. Like Kelsey Grammer just like just pins uh tessa down to the ground and it's like if you don't tell me because uh, they go to the bar and they can't find optimus like if you don't tell me where you're hiding optimus i'm going to shoot your daughter in the head you have 10 seconds yeah it, it gets real intense real fast um and Kay just keeps yelling threats at him he's like you have you have nine seconds you have eight seconds you have seven seconds <laughs> and then shoot her and then as just before time runs out optimus explodes out of the barn here I am, and, and then shoots a bunch of people. He just mur- guns down some men, just fucking murders them. Hey, that was self-defense. That's justifiable homicide. Okay, yes, but I want to point out, right, that this started off with Optimus Prime waking up and going, I'll kill you, and now he's killing a bunch of people. When the last movie ended off with, we will never give up on Earth or its people. Yeah, um, I guess Optimus has changed his mind, too. We will give up on very specific people. <laughs> Going to the Firefly principle of, hey, if someone tries to kill you, you just try to kill them right back. Um, and then, oh yeah, now we get introduced properly to Shane Dyson, uh, who, uh, for the majority of this movie, Max and I refer to specifically as Rally Boyfriend, who fucking uh, is introduced by by slow motion shot of his car like hitting a dirt ramp and hitting some CAA guys in the face with its tires. Before he fucking clicks into it, before he fucking gets into a drift, and let me find, let me fucking find his first line in this. Um, uh, it's just like, come on, hurry up, get in the car. Yeah, yeah, co- yeah, no, literally, come on, hurry up, get in the car, let's go. And they get in, and then we have a, we have a, a, a cute scene between Mark Wahlberg like, you have a boyfriend, you're so grounded as, like, they're, is he's, like, fucking dodging the, like, nine CIA vehicles that are following them and shooting at them. Yeah, because <laughs> this guy's like, a, Optimus... a trick driver, so he's doing things where he's, like, going off of, like, small ramps and stuff, and, like, going, like, doing drifts, and then goes through a cornfield at one point. Yeah, he's a, he's a rally racer. Like, he's, he's, and Who there's also, also does a, stupid there's... tricks in his spare time, as they mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also, we get a minor dick joke in there where it's like, Tessa, I need you to, I need you to hit the handbrake for me. And she, like, leans forward and, like, grabs between his legs and, like, pulls a gear shift or something. And then you have comments like, on how good she is at it. Yeah, so we get this, we get, we get two different car chase sequences here where, um, we get two different car chase sequences here where, uh, Shane is dodging the CIA and Optimus is, like, outrunning the CIA and also being a giant killer robot. <laughs> Um, and I think it's like they end up going through a building and they, this is like a, a place where Shane has like a stunt track set up. So he like goes off of a giant ramp and the CIA and actually jumps these... over a gap to land on a se- separate like piece of an old beat up parking structure. 
Yeah, and then, like, the CIA has a bunch of fucking giant SUVs that just all, like, they hit his ramp and then, like, yeah, just fucking rip apart and shit. Um, And then they get through there, but, like, I think he hit the landing wrong and, like, one of his tires blow out, so they have to... Yeah, the car definitely stops working, so Optimus comes and grabs them. Optimus comes and grabs them, but uh, Lucas, uh, in the crash, Lucas's foot gets stuck in the car. Right, yes. And so... Optimus is getting the rest of them out and they're they're all running to Optimus because um this other the other transformer we'd seen working with the CIA before um shows up and, and Lucas just gets lobs free. a fucking grenade down at where the car was and so everyone's like wondering if they should go for Lucas and like they're pointing out at lockdown above him is like come on get over here and then Lucas like finally gets his foot unstuck but as he's running away the grenade goes off and he gets fucking glassed. Yeah, and it's one you of these things where like holy melts, sh- melts, like his skeleton's left. Yeah, his skeleton was just covered in like it was just covered in metal, just like in mid running pose. Like it's fucking, it's fucking insane that like, and, and it's one of the things where this we said again like this movie's fun, but it like adds stakes back in where like they introduce this guy as like the fun stupid sidekick. Like, we've had one of those in every single Transformers movie, and they've always been ineffective, but they've always lived till the end. When has a human ever died in the movie, other than, like, inconsequential soldiers? Yeah, yeah, basically. And so Lucas was set up to be this inconsequential sidekick who is going to be around for the whole movie, and they just fucking destroy him, like, in this scene. And they have to leave, they leave with Optimus and have to, like, and yeah, and they're like, holy shit, Lucas is dead. And then about five minutes later, they forget that Lucas ever existed because <laughs> um, the movie has to keep going. Yeah, it's still uh, an action oh, yeah, movie. And, and then Kate. Oh, right. And then uh, also they sent the micro drones out. Cade managed to like knock one of them down and repurposed it. And he's he sent it to. So now they're on the lamb because they're running from the CIA. So they're all listed as fugitives and whatever. Um, so Cade repurposes one of their like weird helicopter drones to like go try and get money out of an atm and finds out that all of their accounts have been locked and so instead so, puts a note on it to sass them saying i have your tech yeah, yeah now i have a machine gun ho, ho <laughs> basically ho <laughs> yippee motherfucker optimus drops them off at like an old gas station and they have that this gives us time for uh for uh Cade to fight with shane and be like you shouldn't be dating my daughter it's like i, I just fucking saved your life like fuck off and we wait there for a while until it, it's worth noting um, that like shane we've seen all of his character already he's just this douchebag who's good at driving cars yeah there's a reason so the thing is it's it's a surprise twist lucas gets killed but we get replaced with a different ineffectual like at least lucas was character. interesting yeah this guy has a bunch of chances to do something and does nothing he is easily the worst part of the film he does, I will say, he contributes more to this film than the other sidekicks have. Sure, I'll definitely agree with that. Like, his racing prowess comes an important number of times. Yeah. The fact that he can, the fact that he is capable of driving a car is very relevant in this movie. <laughs> very relevant in a movie about cars. Um, they, they picked a very good skill to give him. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then Kate is hacking into the drone and finds out about Cemetery Win and sees the, the footage of, like, them blowing away Ratchet. Yeah, anyway, so... Let's so see. So somewhere, uh, so around there, so now we get introduced to Optimus comes back and calls yeah, in. Yeah, he's, he's he currently their a, vehicle. 
Yeah, well, he he also left them for a second. He comes back with his like distress call, and that's where we get introduced to our new set of Autobots, uh, Drift Crosshair. Well, not least of which is worth noting that he still looked beat up, but he drives past a different truck and transforms into a new truck. Yeah, and it, yeah, turns turns into his like crazy hot rod flames version for some reason he always passes a truck that has hot rod flames on the side of it. i get listen right if you saw optimus prime in a real life wouldn't you want to get like a, a tribute to that uh sure yeah i mean i wouldn't want the military to be shooting at my car that's true but, but... anyway yeah so now we get introduced to our new optimots uh we get drift crosshairs and hound um and... drift is a drift is played by ken watanabe he is a helicopter who transforms into a samurai robot. And, and his helicopter, helicopter blades, blades are his katana. Turn into swords, yeah. Hound is played by fucking John Goodman. <laughs> He's this convoy trailer that turns into this robot that is uh, that is uh, 50% robot and 50% guns. And then the like remaining extra 10% is like fat army man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then no. Crosshairs is... He's a he's a Corvette. He's like a 2014 Corvette, but then like all of his like Corvette stuff turns into like a fucking trench coat and he's got submachine guns for some <laughs> yeah. reason. And he's just this super cockney guy. And I'm not going to lie like I love all of these guys. I think Drift is a little racist. A little, but he's fine. He's 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 mostly inconsequential. He's not as he's not Skids or Mudflap. Yep. Like um and and Bumblebee this movie did is not also have here. A high bar to jump over. It's first racist. Bumblebee goes. is also here, still without a voice. Um, yeah, he's back to his radio voice. Yeah. Uh, but like, all right, we we've mentioned a little bit about all of them, but let me just like say it straight up. Just like we we have a section for this, but I just want to point out, Hound is such a good boy. I I love him so much. He gets better and better as the movie goes. Like he just is um, nonstop oh, yeah. the best thing about the movie. And the other thing we learn is since Optimus has been dead for a while, uh, uh, Bumblebee took over as the leader of the Autobots. And everyone hated it, especially uh, uh, Crosshairs, who thinks he's uh, hot and in charge. Yeah, and that. So yeah, they, they've been. There's been a lot of infighting for who's going to be like the new leader since the since there's no remaining primes. And these people, like these, this handful of group is all that's really left of the Autobots able to gather because Optimus sent out his signal again, and this is everyone available. Yeah, and so, and the rest of them have been scattering because they know that they're all just getting killed off, like, one by one by one. Um, oh, right, so now uh, they meet up with Jaeger, and now we cut over to this new company. I can't remember the name of it, but um, we get cut in, we, we get introduced to Joshua Joyce, who is, um, uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the guy. He's, he's, the, he's the antagonist we were talking about before. Oh, Stanley Tucci. Uh, Stanley Tucci. And he's he's entering into his like futuristic office and complaining that it doesn't sound futuristic enough when he when he walks in. Yeah, it's his first opening's pretty good. It's like when uh when he walks in, there's just this odd noise, and it's like, well, what was that sound? And one of his assistants like that that's the sound. His other assistant that you asked for. No, I asked for boundless, transcendent. When you walk through a door in this building, it should sound like you've stepped into the future. He walks to the front entrance of the building, present, then walks back into the foyer. Say it. Future, his assistants say. <laughs> the past is history, the present is past, the future is now. Anyway, he's meeting up with um with Darcy. Um who but I think I, I would I, I would I, like I, to say before anything else that uh 
This is what he does when he's not actually advertising to anyone. This is just how he is. This is how he thinks and talks. This man is Yeah, we this is one of the things that's one one of the things they talk about in screenwriting is like you need to establish your main character within ten pages. You need to establish everybody else within like a line. And so, like, within the first scene, we understand everything about Joshua Joyce. He's rich, he's basically. eccentric, and he believes in, like, his own technology in the future. Yeah, very, very fastidious, and he has he has his dream, and he's going to follow it. And unlike Kate Yeager, he's very capable of following <laughs> it. <laughs> and actually knows how to handle money. Um, um, so he's meet, he meets up with Darcy, who, Darcy Terrell, who's like, hey, we found this, we found this new metal, we're gonna, we, we're calling it, we, um, and he's like, oh yeah, I, I know that compound, it's called Transformium. Yeah, she's, um, she's the one for, that was in the Arctic at the start. Yeah. Is it, is it Gil or Darcy? Darcy. Okay. Yeah, so Gil is his other, is his other research assistant, and, <laughs> fuck, I forget this line. <laughs> uh... Let's see the uh, uh, the exploration, the oceans, every space, everything. Wembley, what is this? The jellyfish commercial you wanted you said they were erotic yet deadly, like women. I never said that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I definitely <laughs> heard you say it because you were talking about your ex girlfriend who is sexy but a bitch. Man, this is a really good character. Huh? I love like the thing is like there's there's, there's not a lot of good characters are, in not, this. Not movie. all the characters are winners, but they have a bunch of very fun, interesting characters. Yeah, in the movie. exactly. Unlike the other ones. <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody in this is is very colorful, and I love that. KSI, KSI is the name of the company yep. that um they um so they they're talking about how they've found this transformium and they they found a way to manipulate it they've said like oh we mapped the whole transformer genome basically yeah it's worth it's worth noting with the heroes we're about to make a quantum leap and then they show the transform uh transformium some early uh a rare earth metal molecularly unstable industrial uses none and then the aliens came and we made the connection it's what they're made of (laughs) so yeah similarly to gundanium being the thing Gundams are made of, Transformium is what Transformers are made to of. To be fair, though, he's he specifically named it as he focus grouped it and trademarked it because it sounded catchy. Sure, yeah, and also it's the Transformers. So this is an this is an element that is named after the thing that brought it here. Um, oh right, this is where we get to the this is where we get to the thing where he's he plays this music and now he's like he has his hands out and the yeah he puts on like a like weird glove and he like starts wiggling about this transformium dust and like floats about in clouds and does transform like, for him. Yeah, it's like extremely good. We can change anything and anything. And Josh's like, you like this? Do you like music? And then it turns into fucking a Beats by Dre pill. It's like, how about something more violent? It turns into like a Glock seventeen and points it at someone. Yeah, that's so dumb. Um, that would have been pretty and, actually yeah. sick as a like villain move if he just completely sh- capped someone from there. But no, he didn't. Yeah, no, he's because he's not the he's not the villain. We've already been introduced to the villain. That's Kelsey Grammer, I know. the guy who's willing to I know, murder no, he's, a he, child. Yeah, he's def he's definitely not the villain. I'm glad that he isn't because he's great. But man, that would have been super sick. And anyway, yeah. So then he's like, anyway, we have this. We 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 we. These are this is fucking nano machines. We can make we can make anything into anything. We in it, like the industrial manufacturing has changed forever. We've this is the future. The future is this metal that turns out anything. Look, we can even make transformers out of it. We can make our own fucking transformers. Like I call him Galvatron. It's a really marketable name. We designed him after Optimus Prime. Why does he look so much like Megatron? <laughs> And, like, the thing is, they keep trying to make it not look like Megatron, and then it looks like Megatron anyway. Yeah, it looks like a fancier Megatron. 
Megatron. Um, but modern. <laughs> modern Tron. Yeah. So, and, and so, yeah, we get introduced to not only do humans have like this, this, this alloy understood, but also they're like making their own like killer robots that also turn into cars. Um, so our group of heroes are interested in KSI because they uh, basically hacked into the uh, micro drone that he captured and he starts looking through it for information and finds that uh, there's a bunch of that it came from KSI and it's something that's helping hunt them down. Simple as that, yeah. really. They find some extra information about stuff that might be happening there, but really that's that's the majority. And so their current task is to go there, fuck shit up, tell the guy in charge to stop it. Stop. Also, Shane stole some mouthwash. Yeah. It's a it's a line they have a they have a they have a brief exchange about them stealing mouthwash. They don't give enough of a fuck. Needs <laughs> it for kissing his daughter. Um, so yeah, anyway, we go back to KSI because now we know that the, we, we got enough that the heroes are like, oh, it's KSI. We need to go there. So we go to KSI. Um, and yeah, they're trying to make, they're trying to make transformers. And, uh, so now we, so now our main heroes show up at KSI. Um, uh, a few of them try and go in relatively undercover at first, uh, Cade being like a mechanic alongside, uh, they they steal some IDs from KSI because he breaks into their com- he, using the drone he gets into their computers and he finds he, he he finds a way to make to he finds like their ID badges and so they make that he goes in with Bumblebee Bumblebee gets really mad and starts like punching well he the, get- there's a commercial in there that's that's uh, Stinger inspired by Bumblebee but better in every way <laughs> basically they made their own transforming car that wasn't sentient. Uh, and on and, top of that, they're going. They're also talking about having like civilian applications. Yo, for this these this one, cars. the Stinger one especially, was intended to be a civilian car, whereas like the Galvatron series was intended for military use. So anyway, uh, Shane, rally boyfriend, um, he uh, sasses like, well, at least they're making the car robots out of cooler cars than the than the ones that they used to, like gesturing at what Bumblebee was. <laughs> And Bumblebee, having gotten apparently incredibly rash and violent in recent times, fucking extends his steering wheel that first bashes Shane in the face and then strangles it around his neck. <laughs> Bumblebee's always been really sensitive about people calling him a shit car. I Which think is it happened weird, because it's not movie, like he's almost. natively a car. Yeah, I, I think in the first movie it happened too, but he just, like, pissed on somebody instead. Um... Anyway, so, yeah, so he chokes him for a bit and then tosses him away, and then Bumblebee just, like, fucking leaves. <laughs> oh, wait, no, he's he gets right. He doesn't leave he yet. He turns into a he car He turns back right into a car there. and starts spinning sick donuts. Yeah, and then stops as, like, some investors walk in and, like, see Cade next to the toppled over robot and, like, I'm gonna see you get fired before the end of the day. Um, and then, but, so, Cade, uh, Cade basically, um... Oh, yeah, also, one thing here that we see is that, um... They're as they're trying to build new robots. Um, we sweep we swoop past. They have brains in like a little containment cell, and then they also have a uh, Sentinel Prime's head and Megatron's head, which they've like mined for like that's how they got the Transformer genome. Yeah, along with brains being like, dis- despite being a tiny little gremlin of a thing, he actually is relatively smart. As well as that, they have his live data there, and he's way easier to contain than any other Transformer. So that makes sense. Then keep him. Yeah, because he's like three feet tall. Not, L- not less even that than tall. that he's like, like he's a, like a foot he's like yeah. a foot he's a foot tall he's very small he's he's small he's small enough that shia labeouf could punt him when he got angry um which he did a couple times in that in the previous movie anyway at one point they just basically give up on this whole stealth thing and optimus prime just fucking smashes into the room 
Yeah, and like gets in there and like points a gun at Joshua Joyce and like I, I mean pull the trigger. We've already made you but better. You're outmoded. You like And at first it's, it's just this hardcore like Joshua Joyce like weird like sticking to his belief of making the future. Oh yeah, this is one of the things that um that Cade Cade comes in and he sees them melting down Ratchet and that and one of the things we learn here is that everybody at KSI thinks that Ratchet was a Decepticon. Exactly. And so when they tell them that they're like dealing with Autobots, it's like no. <laughs> um anyway, yeah. they, they kick some of those like stupid robots around here down to be shitty about it. Uh, <laughs> Hound as yeah. good as always just points his like minigun that is made of three miniguns. <laughs> Down to Joshua yeah. Joyce is like, let me vaporize his ass. <laughs> and yeah, and then Joshua John Goodman just talking go. around a cigar voice. Yeah, and then Joshua Joyce is just go ahead, shows you true colors once and for all. Give me the word, I'll splatter him. Why don't you just tell Itchy Fingers here? This is all the spoils of war, dead metal, innovation. What we do here is science, because if we don't do it, somebody else will. You cannot stop technology. We are not your technology. Let me vaporize his ass. I broke the code. I broke your whole genome. The, the world will know what you're doing here. The world the world will approve. We can make you now. Don't you get it? We don't need you anymore. That was cruel. <laughs> anyway, and so then Optimus just is like, all right, fuck it. Pack it in, boys. And then we get into our first uh, action sequence with Galvatron. Yeah, where because he, like, when they goes... leave, like, even though they didn't kill Joshua Joyce and just kind of fucked things up, he's like, okay, well, um... Let's deploy Galvatron. We have these illegal robots here that we need to hunt down, and Galvatron's our fancy super robot. Yeah, also, uh, Josh is saying, like, Joshua Joyce is saying that KSI is killing all of the Transformers because they're all made to transform him, and he needs that to make everything. So, like, fuck it. I know how to make them. I know how to make you better than you. So, like, I don't need you anymore, which is what we kind of got into in that discussion. Um, so yeah, so we discover that, like, there's this whole control room that's designed to, to control Galvatron. And, and, uh, and also Stinger, the Bumpy-like is also. Yeah, and, and Stinger, and also they have, like, five Reaper drones, because why not? Why not use the, why not use the killer robots we already have? Part of, um, part of the idea, yeah, part of the idea with deploying these is that they weren't sure how they were going to work. This is the first time. They mentioned that it's only been tested in the field. Uh, it's never been tested in the field. It's been tested in labs and military bases, but not on, you know, streets. Yeah, so they send Galvatron after the Transformers, and he seems to be kind of following orders, but is shooting uh, is shooting missiles. Um, is shooting missiles, even though they told him not to. Um, and, and it's just this very, is also one very aggressive, causes civilian casualties, does a lot of other things they're not talks. expecting. Talks to Optimus, which he's not supposed to do because he's supposed to be a puppet. Um, and like and his way of transforming is he like shatters into all these different tiny particles because of how he's made of transformium now, and then well, reforms. also it's well, also it's apparently something to do with how he doesn't have a spark. He's like a transformer zombie. He's he's alive, but he shouldn't be. That's I didn't remember that specifically, but that either way it helps because it means that he can transform around shots. <laughs> Yeah, he does this thing where he yeah he just explodes in all these cubes and like turns from being like a giant truck into just being Galvatron, and yeah, so uh, there's a big fight between there's a big fight between uh, Galvatron and between between Galvatron and Optimus, and then uh, Lockdown shows up. Uh, and we get introduced properly to the big bad, um, who's name is lot i don't know if he actually introduced himself at this point i think we've had some talks back and forth yeah people we know that he's working i think people might have called him lockdown but i think they like t- 
talk to him during the military op when his face turned into a gun. Yeah, so he's he's an important part of the team because he's working. We know that he's working with the CIA and KSI to some degree, and we're not entirely sure why. But he, we learned through this that he wants. Um, let's see, join your fellow rebels, fugitive scum. It's the for the rarest of specimens, the worst of the worst. They've taken centuries. I've collected the knights, but you, the creators, want to sweep their chessboard clean. Yeah, someone, like, at one point, Optimus asked who sent him here in lockdown. Where do you think you came from? You think you were born? No. You were built. And your creators want you back. We all work for someone. And yeah, so as quickly as Optimus got into the picture, he's taken out of the picture again. Yeah, and lockdown Uh, basically takes him up in his own personal dropship to his, like, big spaceship. Yeah. Like, when I say big spaceship, I mean, like, it's a sizable ship. For, like, if everything was a, just a human scale, but it's a transformer It's a fucking Independence Day, like, platter ship. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's huge. enormous. Uh, which makes and sense, so, though, as uh, we'll see later, but I'll just say it now. It's it's a jail ship, as he mentioned, with, along with other fugitives. Like, he goes from place to place and jails things. Yeah, he's been capturing, he's been capturing the Knights, which is setting up our next movie. Well, that's one part, but there's plenty of things that aren't even Transformer-related there that are gross, weird, organic shit. Yeah, we end up finding a bunch of like weird aliens and stuff too. Yeah, um, and he's I think like, also he's like if oh, yeah. Lobo that's was a thing. transformer. Tessa, that's the other thing. Tessa gets captured along with Optimus because he was like on top of a car that she was in. Right. Yes. To give even so more Kate's continued like, stakes for Kate and also for uh, Shane, who Shane probably would have just left. Let's be real. Yeah. No, he would have just like ah shit. I got to find another girl now. <laughs> and so now so yeah now God the damn. remaining autobots and Cade and shane are like all right well shit we need to get on that giant ship um and they actually still have uh uh oh wait yeah they just kind of jump up onto it if that's correct or no do they go and get the uh the one of the old decepticon ships from the previous war it's one of those two i forget which one yeah i can't 100 percent remember right now and just like reading the dialogue i i don't Recall I, th- I think it might have been one of the Decepticon ships. It's not super important either way. They get onto the ship. They get onto the ship and they decide to split up because the humans can go in places where the Autobots can't. And it's also huge. It's a huge ship. Yeah, it's an enormous ship. It's it's really it's really really big. And also, we need time for Cade to talk with Shane some more about it. He doesn't like him like dating his uh, daughter. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, so Cade and Shane, like, end up running from a bunch of, um, uh, I got the name for these. There's all, uh, the Steel Jaws, which are these giant, like, robot wolves that are prowling all over, um, Lockjaw's ship. They're cool as shit. Yeah. No, it's, one of the things also, I think, I, yeah, anytime they make one of these, like, weird, like, robot animals, it's really cool. And I remember one of the things also from the fucking Shia LaBeouf cast, like, like, yeah, in the, in the third movie, they had laser beak. That's like this giant robot bird. And like, I can get onto that pretty easily because I know what a bird is. I like, all right, it's a bird. It's a robot. I can relate to this. I can't relate to the nine million other robots that all look the same. <laughs> and that's one thing. Also, they did really well in this movie is make all the robots look they really all look different. really different and stand out. And they're all really strong characters as a result of that. And also, they they tone down the cast super hard. Like, there's a total of, like five dudes to care about. Yeah, and there's there's half as many Transformers in this. There's even less, like, named Transformers than in the other movies. 
because um, they realize that you can they can just make like 19 different versions of the same toy and still sell as much. Also, these movies make a billion dollars. Um, so, yeah, so we get into uh, so, yeah, we get into the ship uh, because Cade wants to find his daughter and the Autobots want to find Optimus, um, which are both reasonable things for both people to ask for. Uh, so, uh, so Cade and Shane end up running from one of the Steel Jaws and walk into this armory that's just full of swords. And Mark Wahlberg picks up one of these giant Transformer-sized swords and tries to swing it. And well, Transformer-sized sword is probably exaggeration. Like it's, it's a Transformer-sized dagger. I'll say that much. I mean, I it's think that's a... probably even a bit big since their hands are the size of a human. Like it's it's notably smaller than your average Transformer, which is a bit weird. Yeah, why he it's has a very it. it's a very very big sword, and he drops it, and it uh, and when he drops it, it shoots a laser beam out the front of it. Because turns out it's actually realizes, a gun like, that looked like a sword. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why it's that's why it's a weird size because it fits perf- it, it's it's perfectly rifle sized in Cade Yeager's hands. And so Cade and Shane, um Shane more ineffectively than Cade go go around fucking gunning down steel jaws with their sword guns. Yeah, Shane Shane's a big piss baby and barely does anything. Uh and it's like way yeah, scared Shane- of everything and like like they were gonna Kate go out and like over. cover each other, and Shane's like, "I, I surrender, I surrender." He's back here. Yeah, and, like, they drops have a thing gun. where it's like, "Okay, on the count of three, we'll go one, two, and then he jumps up and like surrender." Yeah, no, Shane's Shane's a big piece of shit. Um, and yeah, but Cade's got his fucking sword gun. Um, I think they go over. Oh yeah, that's the thing. They end up. Um, so they end up finding. Uh, they end up finding Tessa and breaking her out. Um shooting things along the way i got um, i gotta i gotta talk about hound right here though one of my favorite moments sure. for hound um so they're going into a room relatively dark and it's a trophy room of sorts there's a bunch of cages so that's gotta be the supermax lot of corners there's a lot of cages oh yeah creepy cute critters in here and they go up to a big cage and he looks at something weird inside that's kind of like tentacle lead oh you don't look all that very dangerous in there and the creature starts snarling Oh, that's festering ugliness. <laughs> yeah, and it's, the it's, creature spits on him. I'm hit. I'm down. It's melting. It burns. He's like falling onto his ass and like scrapping at his face. Ah, uh, I think it's acid. Oh, nuts! It's just chisel. <laughs> and he turns to the creature. I gotta hurt you now. You're just too disturbing to live. <laughs> but he shoots. <laughs> Take that, bitch. Oh. You're dead. God, yeah, no. This is like every I fucking time love he talks, because like I'm not doing equality because it's John Goodman doing this, chopping around a cigar in a somewhat southern accent. It's incredible. Yeah, it's. I forgot if we, we haven't mentioned that he has a giant beard made of made of casings and a cigar that is a bullet. A giant fuck off bullet. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking fifty cal bullet just between his teeth. It's I think, always I think between it's his teeth than, at all times. I think it's bigger than fifty cal, honestly. I don't know. It's a yeah. It's just a it's a giant bullet that is also a cigar. It's really good. And yeah, it's one of these things where I I feel like it's um uh, fucking Max have been playing Skullgirls a lot, and it's this line that Beowulf uh says when he wins, just like everything I say is a catchphrase. <laughs> Oh and my it's like God, the best right. race of a pound. Hound is hound is a good boy. Um. Anyway, uh, they so, end, yeah, they, they end do end up, finding, up actually end finding, up finding Optimus Prime yeah. in this room. Like, like Hound being loud and shooting things helped Optimus Prime hear him. Yeah, and then they discover that also this prison wing is actually just another ship that's docked into this ship. Like, oh, that's convenient. So they uh, they actually just detach it. 
Uh, there's a bunch more things on this one. Again, this one's actually a trophy one of, like, important captures. Yeah, so they start booting up that ship. Meanwhile, like, Cade and Shane and Tessa are making their way out. Uh, they find that the the big ship has made its way to has made its way to China and has shot a bunch of anchor cables into a big building. So they're going out along the along the tethering system, um, and kind of climbing along there. And everybody's panicking because they're climbing on cables. Uh, and like, uh, yeah, there's uh, not like, like fi- actual like hand supports anywhere. You're having to like basically crawl along it to get anywhere. Yeah, and- no, this is, this is an anchor. It's designed to hold the ship to something. <laughs> exactly, and then uh, the the uh, what was then it? a bunch the of steel, steel jaws steel, come out. Yeah, steel jaw. And yeah, and it, it, Tessa's like freaking out because she's on this. I mean, it's fair. like, I'm going to fall, Dad. I'm going to fall. And then Cade's like, you're not going to fall. Just keep moving. And then the steel jaws come out. It's like, all right, don't look behind you. Just keep moving forward. And she, yeah, she had like a point where she's like, I want to go back. And then she's like, oh, no. Um, Just keep moving here. And then like Mark Wahlberg like pulls out his sword gun and starts like trying to shoot at the, starts trying to shoot the steel jaws as they're coming. As they're like climbing again towards the building. Um, and yeah. Um, they do get picked up by, uh, they get picked up by Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee and Crosshairs. Crosshairs is hanging out on the ship while Bumblebee, it's the the Decepticon ship they came in on, that they had from the previous war, that Bumblebee catches them on it, Crosshairs is on top, and is basically like, you ever, you ever play like a first person shooter like Halo, and then instead of actually climbing inside of a seat to do gunnery, just like standing on top of it while your friend drives, it's basically what's happening here. Yeah, that's one of the things that um that Bumblebee's in the back manning the guns, and then Crosshair's like, "Ah, I'm a better shot than you. Let me take over." <laughs> and I remember the the moment that like I think Max and I at the same time are like, "Man, this is gonna be such a cool level in a video game." Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's yeah, it just does. like that, I just, and that's not a bad it's thing. Like, yeah, it's just like so shoehorned in. It's like I bet this is yeah, this is gonna make for a great level in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, anyway, since we're now in China, um, since we're since we're now in China, we cut back to Josh and uh, Su Yuming, and uh, yeah, any other KSI people who are now in China, um, because we find out here that he's gone to he's he's gone to meet up with lock with lockdown in China because lockdowns promised him one of the uh, uh one of the seeds, which are basically which this, the grenade yet was it. A fraction of a seed <laughs> yeah uh, oh yeah yeah and yeah and so the thing that he's the it's ba- it's a bomb that just turns everything around into transform yeah it glasses everything and, so, and transform him just like they did to the dinosaurs <laughs> and so yeah and so uh and so josh joyce's plan is like all right we're gonna take this to the desert we're gonna blow it up we got enough transforming to last us for a hundred years um and so he gets he so yeah he ends up getting one of the big seed bombs from uh he ends up getting one of the big seed bombs from lockdown uh as as a in in turn for delivering optimus just before optimus and everybody blasts off with the ship that's in that's part of lock lockdown's bigger ship and so now we're in now we're in china and we're all yeah now now we're in china and, and hanging around with uh everybody else we're talking about Oh yeah, they actually end up meeting up with Josh Joyce, who's like running, who's running with the seed and stuff like that. And they talk to him about they talk to him about the seed and what it does and all the other kind of stuff. Uh, during this time, Joyce has actually had like an internal investigation going on about the Autobots thing. Also, is worth noting. Oh, I forgot about that. Um. Oh right, because um, because Optimus at some point said like, you know, you think you control Galvatron, you don't. 
Like he's doing his own thing. He's get, he's taking advantage of you. You're just rebuilding Megatron. And so, yeah, Josh is like, put Galvatron in containment. Tell 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 the text never to activate him again. And so when when Harold came in um, uh, uh, to uh, basically be like, OK, so uh, Harold being the bad guy, what's the actual actor's name that we kept calling him by? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Um, he comes in. Yeah, Harold Attinger. Yeah. Uh, he comes in and is like, okay, so now we're right. We got the seed and we can blow it up and then we can start continuous production forever and make our ton of these civilian prototype robots and Galvatrons and we're good to go. And he's like, okay, but can we take a break for a moment? I have some new data I want to go over and tells the grammar, you're not backing out on me here. I'm not backing out. I just, I, I want the seed. I'm not saying I don't want the seed. I'm just saying I don't know if I want the seed right now. <laughs> It's like, it's, yeah, I know you did a lot, a lot of illegal icky shit, and a lot of black ops. Like, I started this company when I was a boy. I had a dream of making the world a better place. Funny. I had the same dream. Somewhere along the way, you made billions of dollars. So why don't you tell me what's missing from my dream? Why don't you tell me what's missing from my boyhood dream? And like, fucking grabs him, choke slams him up against the wall. I have served my country for unparalleled pro- or for decades of unparalleled prosperity, and you are my golden parachute so so you are damn jumping out of the plane with me because it's worth noting it's come up earlier that uh attinger's reason for caring about this company is that then the deal for coming up with all this transformium uh he got a fuck ton of stock in it yeah and also they're gonna make a shit ton of military robots and all that stuff yeah yeah but Um, he was gonna quit the military so the stock mattered so it mattered that they released these products that he worked so hard for yeah and then, uh, beep boop, Galvatron online, even though nobody activated him. Um, and turns out, oops, Galvatron controls all the Transformers they built. Yeah, all those different stingers, they were all, j- they're all just now shells for him. Yeah, so there's, uh, one Megatron was bad, 20 Megatrons is worse. Um, and there's, like, way more than that, as we learn. Uh, so, Josh Joyce is now leaving because, uh, because fucking, uh, Attinger was got distracted because oops uh all transformers it's worth um, noting also galvatron immediately voices his plan like hey so we're just gonna take the seed blow it up in the biggest city <laughs> yeah fuck it and so yeah so josh joyce has the has the seed goes gets into su yuming's car and they're yeah they're fucking driving for it um and uh yeah, Attinger, I think, is following them and, like, shooting at their car, and this is where the seed uh, opens up and starts blinking, and he's like, I think I have, it's like, what's going on? Like, oh, yeah, this is a bomb. <laughs> in fact, literally, um, like, bomb? Oh, there's a bomb in the bag? Yeah, there's a bomb in the bag. Shit! <laughs> literally, that's the exchange. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, he's talking with his dev team about how big the blast is, and he starts laughing. It's like, <laughs> it's like a tactical nuke. <laughs> it's really good, actually. Um, anyway, we meet back. LOL. Up. That's funny. We meet back. I up. can't believe this is really happening. <laughs> a man, me, who's worth over $20 billion is now being chased by CIA assassins. And that's truth in the middle of a robot uprising. And I'm carrying what's in essence a tactical nuke. And the great thing is, I'm barely feeling any jet lag. <laughs> He's a very good oh, right. character. I forgot, they're, they're, I forgot they're in a they're in an elevator with like this other random guy. Um, before that, though, it's worth noting also. There's a moment where Optimus Prime is a thing with Cade, where he's like, "How many of more of my kind must be sacrificed to atone for your mistakes?" When he's like, "I don't want to fight at this anymore." 
And, well, what do you think being human means? That's what we do. We make mistakes. But sometimes out of those mistakes come amazing things. When I fixed you was for a reward, that was it. That was why. For money. Even though it definitely wasn't. Um, it was me making a mistake. Without it, you wouldn't be here. So even if you've got no faith in us, I'm asking you to do what I do. I'm asking you to look at all the junk and see the treasure. Yeah, and that's one of the lines. I remember that he had another line that he was going to say and never really came back. I think junk, look at the junk and see the treasure was one of his lines. He's got a couple lines that were supposed to come back later in different meaningful ways and just kind of never did. I wish you could remember his, his other big Yeah, line. there was one that like related to his wife in some way. It comes back in, it comes back in the fifth movie, but has less meaning because his daughter's gone. Yeah. There's something about the like, how's your day been or whatever. <laughs> What'd you get done yeah, today? Yeah, something like that. Um... And yeah, so Josh is now with the main cast and with the with the remaining Autobots because uh, Optimus has gone off to do something important. So Megatron is homing in on the seed because he wants the seed. He wants to blow it up in the biggest city possible. And so now we get a fucking just enormous fight sequence of Bumblebee, Bumblebee Drift, uh, Hound, and Crosshair just blowing away like a million Decepticons. Well, on the other hand, to keep the scale actually reasonable for the humans, uh, Cade and them with the bomb are basically being pursued by the CIA because the CIA is working on Kelsey Grammer's behalf to try and get the bomb back because they don't realize it's on. Right, yeah, and also we get uh, we get introduced to, uh, well, you get introduced to, but the, the CIA right-hand man is is the big guy leading the pursuit here because Attinger's kind of on his own thing right now, um, kind of trying to track down the seed himself. So it's the it's the big CIA guy who's coming after uh yeah James James Savoy I think that's the guy yeah that's um, definitely it who's chasing after the 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 three other characters and kind of going after them they there's a big there's a there's a firefight back and forth over and over again and he ends up losing them in the elevator then we kind of have a a big uh foot chase sequence yeah over like these really high up uh chinese high rises over kind of like not the wealthiest area but kind of sub middle class i guess would be the way to say it yeah and then Cade, uh Cade ends up getting into a fist fight with savoy and gets his ass kicked for a while before um, he catches savoy near a window at the right spot and hits him with a football since the one thing he ever learned how to do <laughs> Uh, I love that's the thing. He kicks him through a window, and like we get we get the Chekhov's gun. That so we we got the Chekhov's gun early on. That's like who taught you how to throw a perfect spell? <laughs> and we get that we get that paid off on because he gets kicked through the window, and he like looks at the family photos on the fireplace, and there's one of there's one of this kid holding a football. <laughs> Fuck, I missed that. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's how we know there's going to be a football in the house. That's really see good, picture actually. Of one of the kids holding the <laughs> that's football. That's actually sick as hell. I love it. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, one thing also that I, I forgot about until I was looking at stills of this. There's a part in here where, like, the guy's choking out Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg responds by putting his thumbs into the guy's right. eye. Yes, that's one thing that's always confused me in movies is how quickly those ones heal. Like, don't do that if you're going to just have to heal instantly. Jesus Christ. I think he's. I think he only gets his thumb into one eye because I think the guy's got his yeah, other sure, eye closed for the remainder I, of the fight. I don't think he does. <laughs> I think I remember, I remember commenting it. on it and being like, "Oh, come on!" But yeah, so there's a big fist fight, and this guy almost kicks Mark Wahlberg's ass, and then Mark Wahlberg gets kicked up against the shelf, sees the football there, and then we have the. Uh, let's see, we have the we have the line back in here. Um, let's see. Uh, that's a long way down. <laughs> you got, oh yeah. And then, yeah, then you gotta be kidding me. And then he gets hit. Yeah, then then he kicks him through the window. 
and there's a big fight back and forth and um and yeah, and yeah like uh james savoy has him in the killing positions like you never should have hidden that truck you never should have come for my family tough luck jaeger we all have family yeah, yeah but, but i'm, I'm gonna, gonna live, live to, to see mine, mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Savoy pulls out his knife and is about to throw it at the same time the cave throws a football into his face and knocks him out a window where he falls to his death. Yeah, it's pretty sick, actually. It's a pretty good scene overall. It's, it's goofy, it's but it's fucking it's, stupid. It's, but it's, it's, it's great. It's great how it pays off. It's really fucking stupid, but I love it. Um, anyway, so we cut back to the, most of the CIA tracking is basically fallen off at this point for various reasons, partly because Megatron's, uh, excuse me, Galvatron's troops are getting close and like James Savoy is dead and a bunch of other CIA guys are taken out of commission. Um, yeah. And so but, that's that's where Kane ends up meeting up with everybody else. Yeah. So um, Josh Joyce, though, like here is uh, talking about like the, it's impossible. We have to deal with an army of shit that is specifically designed to kick your guys' ass. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, basically we get something that's like, I'm up to the challenge, let's do it. Um, and we get this, like, fucking... I, I think one of the things no, is, like, this, me. this... I don't... I think you did not do enough service there. <clears throat> when you say we're up to the challenge, we have Hound, come on, get over here, stay behind me, I'm covering you. If I stop covering you, it means I'm dead, but that ain't gonna happen. Take that, I'm a wicked warrior robot, goddamn! <laughs> Yeah, these are all lines he's saying as he's just fucking killing a million Decepticons. With his fucking, um, like, huge-ass minigun until it runs out of ammo, that he has, like, shotguns and pistols. That's the best part is, yeah, no, that's the best part about this scene, is that we keep cutting back and forth between this scene and other scenes, and every time we cut back, Hound has different guns because his <laughs> other guns have run out of bullets. <laughs> to the point where, like, near the end, Hound is... Hound, he's got a combat you see Hound knife. His, you, well, you see Hound at his pistol... And then his pistol runs out, so he grabs the ammo belt off of his, like, off of his shoulder and starts beating robots with it. And he has a combat knife, he stabs through someone's head at one point, and then there's another, like, there's a point where one of them tackles him, just growling in his face directly on the ground, and you're thinking, like, he's getting close to dying. And then he just, like, spits up his bullet, that's the, that is the, uh, cigar in his mouth until it's facing inside, and then he uses his tongue as the firing pin to shoot it into this guy's face. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> and that's where that's where he's like that's where he's like uh, I can't remember, but I think it's one of the guys like you got to get up, you got to keep fighting. He's like, tanks out of gas, bro. <laughs> yep, but a lot he wasn't um, even sounding exhausted. But, he just sounded tired, like tanks empty, bro. <laughs> just, yeah, oh, I'm done. <laughs> and then yeah, I think at this point we cut back to so that's that's kind of how that sequence goes. In between this, we're cutting to. We cut back to Shane and Tess and Kate all meet up. Um, doing not much anything. They're trying to do stuff. Yeah, they're, they're doing. They're doing not a lot of. They're doing not a lot of stuff. And they meet up. Oh yeah, they meet up with Lockdown and Bumblebee's there. Um, Optimus goes off to meet to to go meet the ancient knights of Cybertron they, who are hidden off in a cave. Um, were they hidden off in a cave? I remember he, they go off in like the middle of nowhere. I think he goes into a cave and he comes out fighting one of them. No, because I think what the situation was, one sec, I need to double check here. Um, from what I what I think it was is that they were on that ship that they stole and they parked that ship in that spot. Yeah, okay, that's it, right. Cause that yeah, and that's how they're implied. That's how to they be even the knew they were there to begin with, and Optimus is like, ah oh, geez, if we're gonna fight for humans, these guys are literally the best. 
Yeah, and that's how we get introduced like to the concept of the Knights of Cybertron. The and these are the Dinobots. They're never referred to as the Dinobots. They're never called by any of their Dinobot names. They're just the ancient. They're like they're they're they just described speak. as like ancient prehistoric warriors. Um, but I want to point out the logic of this is apparently when the Transformers touched down, they saw dinosaurs and like, ah, oh, clearly I must disguise myself as one of them. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes goes off the logic from the 1980s cartoon is the Transformers were cars in the cartoon because they thought that was the dominant life form on Earth. And so that's kind of the thing is they scan for whatever the dominant life form is and they turn into that. So that's why the Dinobots are giant metallic robots, the giant metallic dinosaurs that breathe fire. Um, um, so anyway, so, Optimus yeah, Prime Op- gets into this specific fight against Grimlock, even though they don't call him Grimlock. It's just this in the, the fight. The giant fire breathing T-Rex. Well, he starts out as just a huge dude with a mace and then partway through the fight turns into a giant fire breathing T-Rex. Yeah. And Optimus like wins a big fist fight against him and convinces him like, no, you we need we need you right now. We need We all need to fight together because we're all fucked. Uh, and eventually wrangles him into place and, like, picks up a fucking sword granted to him by these Dinobots, um, which, like, makes his hands, like, covered in, like, plate mail-looking armor. And then, like, he gets his fucking sword and climbs up on top of Grimlock, so he's fucking Optimus Prime on top of a robot T-Rex breathing fire pointing his sword towards Hong Kong. Yeah, and then, so this is where we cut back to the the Autobots are still fighting pretty well, but they're, like, but getting pushed Hound's to their last down. limits. He's out. Well, Hound is our gauge for the other Autobots, because none of the rest of them have guns yeah, that, of, also, that, none have, of the rest that have a measurable kind of ammo. None of, the re- <laughs> but none of the rest of the parts, like, even really cut to much of them doing anything, because we all know Hound's the fucking coolest. He's all we needed to watch. Yeah, and so from yeah, so from there, oh yeah, there we go. Legendary warriors, the powers that created us. Once you all extinguish, may us join forces now or forever be their slaves. So today you stand with us or you stand against me. And yeah, and he's saying all that um, while like oh, wrestling yeah, them. It's great. Yeah, and then so yeah, so the Dinobots show up. They just fucking uh, destroy the rest of the Decepticons, and it's, we get back to the, we get back to some of that classic Transformers dialogue. Faster, go! I'll kill you. They're ruining everything. So yeah, a bunch of them get helped out by the Dinobots in a number of different forms. Um, like some of them, oh, right? And then we have the, we have a fight between. Around. I forgot we have a fight between Bumblebee and Stinger, and uh, Bumblebee like slices off Stinger's head, and then you get the I hate cheap knockoffs. <laughs> right. And then, oh yeah, and then, 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 uh, he throws Stinger's head to one of the Dinobots who eats it. And then burps out fire or something like that. And then, yeah, Optimus has to go deal with, Optimus has to go deal with Lockdown. In fact, uh, Lockdown actually says, Optimus Prime, come to me. And, oh yeah, he uses it to use the giant magnet on his, I forgot about the fucking giant magnet. Hell yeah. Because we... We even see the the Dinobots get lifted up and like ah I don't know what to do I'm I'm a robot, um, and so Optimus goes and fights Lockdown and gets his ass whooped and Mark Wahlberg's like hey Optimus came for us I'm gonna go help Optimus and like goes and with his sword gun and like starts shooting Lockdown in the back of the knee or something like that, <laughs> and that and I think it's it's just it that it, it's just yeah Mark Wahlberg showing up with his sword gun allows it distracts distracts lockdown enough that optimus can kick his ass but then also um, like attinger threatens uh op uh threatens uh oh yeah and there's a big fight between uh, between yeah between cade and attinger i forgot and about then, that part like too. but attinger's gonna kill cade and then optimus just fucking murks attinger <laughs> yeah i need to find that exact uh that line 
Um, cause there's always, there's always a line. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so we get to the, the, the so we have, we have, uh, lockdown fighting with, yeah, uh, Prime. And so that's, that's the, we get the line from, from there. Andrew finds, Andrew finds Kay and starts shooting at him. He says, you see, it takes patience to make a man, patience to watch and protect all of us quietly, forgotten country without any recognition at all. And, um, he notices, yeah, so he notices, uh, Optimus, while fighting lockdown, notices that Andrew is about to kill Cade. It's like, there are no good aliens or bad aliens, Jaeger. It's just us and them, and you chose them. And he's about to, and yeah, Cade's anytime. And yeah, Optimus, Optimus impale, or yeah, Optimus, uh, oh, that's, that's the part. He's, as he's about to shoot, Cade, Optimus appears and kills him with Cade looking at Andrew's body and Lockdown then yeah, fucking attacks Optimus then Cade starts shooting at Lockdown and Bumblebee and everyone else arrives and uh, Optimus gets mad, they interrupted his one-on-one fight but now it's like the, the combined force of the Autobots go and just yeah, start kicking ass it's my fight and you're all gonna die and let's see, what do we have? I need to look up the rest of Lockdown's lines. Um, right, fucking, I forgot this this part. I forgot this part happens. That Shane, in the final sequence, Shane is driving around with this like big, with this big car that has a cable coming out of the back of it. It's a tow truck. Oh yeah, he's got the tow yeah, he's truck. He's got a tow truck, and, fucking... and they connected to the sword that stuck into Optimus, pinning him to the ground, and they pull it out using it. Um, yeah, and let's see. So then. Uh, oh yeah, so then, yeah, the sword's taken out of Optimus, and he just immediately- Man, he, we don't even get a line- We don't even get a line here up. that- Yeah. The, we don't even have a line in here that we get here, it's just, yeah, they pull the sword out of him, it's like, You see my face, your life is done! Man, and then, I'll yeah. take your face! <laughs> we don't- yeah, we don't get one of those lines, it's just, Optimus just fucking cuts him in half with, with the sword that he pulls out of himself, and just, honor to the end. Um, anyway, that's, it, that's how that fight from revolves. here, it wraps up really quickly. Yeah, they basically meet up with people and it's like, okay, well, good job. We all did it. And, um, Tess is like, uh, okay, well, we need to go home now. And Tess is like, oh, we don't have a home, dad. It blew up. And Josh Joyce is like, I can help you with that. Believe me. Uh, and yeah, then, I've got, I've got Kevin, I've got connections to the fucking CIA. I can get you off the most wanted list. Don't worry. Then Optimus sets the, uh, Dinobots free. Uh, cause they're not in captivity anymore, and it's like, thank you for serving me here, and then, um, the seed belongs to our creators, often I start saying, whoever they are, there remains a price on my head. I endanger you all if, he's, if I stay. He grabs the seed, and I shall take it where it can never be found. Cade says, will I ever see you again? And now, would you like to give the ending monologue? Cade Yeager, I do not know, but wherever you look to the stars, think of one of them as my soul. Defend this family, Autobots, as they have you. Defend all they can be. And then he fucking flies into space, and we get the voiceover. There are mysterious, there are mysteries to this universe, which we were never meant to solve. But who we are, and why we are here, are not one among them. These answers I we carry inside. I am Optimus Prime, and I send this message to my creators. Leave planet Earth alone, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> oh, man, what a movie. This one was fun yeah, no, to re- I, recap. This one was good. It was really, yeah, no, this movie was really good. I remember we got, we, we were kind of 
disappointed by how the how the Dinobots got like shoved in right at the end. Yeah, like, it was I, a little weak, but at the same time, here. I'm still yeah, I'm still happy they were here. I just wish there was more of them, you know. And I wish that Grimlock actually got to talk because Grimlock rules. Yeah, because he Grimlock, he king. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um. All right, so let's see. First, first, let's go to how useful was the lead actress in this? Um, I'd say like not especially relevant, but like about as relevant as her boyfriend was. Like she came up with ideas. Yeah. She mattered. She had pieces of conversation. She actually tried to do. She things. got moved back up to. She got moved back up to a Michaela level of relevance. Yeah, exactly. She was a much better character, but she wasn't super important to the movie. And I think what well, that's an important distinction here, in that like the ladies and the other ones got a weird amount of screen time for how little they did. <laughs> um, like they weren't much of a character, and they still didn't do anything, and yet they were on screen. Also, a lot. notably, this is. I guess also this kind of feeds into, I just realized this, this kind of feeds back into the reboot sort of direction. We don't get Lennox or Simmons in this movie. We don't. We do see them later in mo- next movie. Both yeah. of them, in fact. But but yeah, trying to go into this one, we're, um, I guess because they were cutting the rest of it out. So this is the only movie without our without our two like big recurring humans. Uh, so let's see, recap of facts. Most Autobots are dead. Um but yeah in fact we see like a bunch of the auto we see one of the autobots from the last three movies just getting murdered but uh and melted down and made into a new robot but the government itself is chill with the autobots we've established that it's just they're chill again they're they're, they're now they're well, the now government chill. itself was chill it's just the organization was doing shady shit yeah but they were working kind of directly for the pentagon and they were yeah, they, but like remember were, that the president they were giving didn't... the story that they were only killing decepticons yes. but they were calling everything a decepticon yes exactly that's what i'm saying so like the government themselves had no problems with uh, Autobots. It was just that organization. Yeah, because I guess the president wanted to talk to Optimus because, like, oh, Optimus is still working with you, right? Yeah, he, yeah, totally. He's working with us. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So we have that. We have a lot of things have actually progressed to the future, like even considering the fact that Kate Yeager's a bit, of, you know, is a uh, inventor. He had a lot of fancy tech. And there's a lot of things learned over that have been developed from stuff that happened during the war. Um, martial law is still a yeah, bit of a we've thing. Got, we've got, they keep getting more and more advanced military tech in every movie, like smaller and smaller and more complicated drones. <laughs> um, let's see, uh, Kay Yeager. We never get the, we never get the Energon detectors des- described in this one. Nope. They barely came up in the other one either. Yeah, um, it was just kind of mentioned that that's how we're tracking now the Decepticons, basically. Well, it is, I suppose, actually worth pointing out the fact they didn't talk about the Energon detectors, because like, feel like that should have come up <laughs> like that yeah. was a fact they established and never used again yeah we never get all we we kind of get less and less about the the world as a whole um i feel like also that's probably why we didn't uh, the way this movie started out that's probably also why we didn't get an opening monologue from optimus because he started the movie dead that's fair um anyway uh megatron's alive again in galvatron though Megatron is alive in Galvatron, but he's a he's this is this is an attempt that is a different robot like he's built out of something else and he only came back because they got into his brain and like reactivated it. Well, yes, but at the same time, like he specifically is the one who like steered them to make Galvatron whenever they tried to make something else. He made it into Galvatron. Right. Yeah. Well, because they took his they took his data as a way to get the idea for the Transformers. And so like. They they mined his brain as a way to get that. 
And but so, like yeah, he, he keeps they, actively editing it, is what I'm saying. It's not just like some passive. Yeah, thing. no, that's because that's because they have they took his they took his brain and sure, like his sure. pattern, like his spark his spark's not there. Like he's a Transformers zombie basically, but he's um, but like his consciousness basically got transferred from his head into the new one or something like that. Like that's that's the thing. So they this is this is a better way to bring to bring Megatron back than like oh he's dead and now he's not. Uh, but they still did it again. <laughs> Even if it's a better uh, way, they still did it. <laughs> yeah, they he didn't get killed at the end of this one. He did not. Um, I think they're trying to break. Maybe they're trying to break away from that loop, that particular loop. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get killed at the end of the second one either. Um. Yeah. So. But he did get, yeah, he got killed at the beginning of the first one, and and, and the, the third first one. and the third. I guess I'll have to recall to see if he gets killed in the fifth. I believe he does. Maybe he just gets killed every odd number transformer. <laughs> Maybe movie. that's the case. Um, okay, so yeah, so we we also we also stay away from cold kills transformers. However, we have we have another we have uh, another like progenitor race, and we learn. Uh, facts of facts that we get. Transformers are made of transformium. Transformium is created by these bombs. Transformers and have been there's... here even longer than we fucking thought. I don't know how they Trans- didn't figure out that like transformium was what transformers were made out of before this when they had an example of Megatron to look at for over a century. I think because they previously they decided not to study him, they just threw him into the Marianas Trench and like fuck it. But they've, are, they are you specific- talking about the. Yeah, the, yeah they, when they had him, because they specifically okay, studied they, him to they, make technology. They, they rewrite the continuity of these movies all the time. I know, but this, that's what the point of the fact section is. It's to point out the plot holes. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, they didn't they didn't realize he was made of transformium, which is a, a thing that we discover, like, immediately in this movie. Um, yeah, then the Dinobots were here 65 million years ago. They became the Cybertron Knights. We learn also in this movie that there is a race that created the Transformers, who Lockdown was working for. Yep, and he was picking up um, all the knights. Yeah, because they wanted, because they want, they want the primes back, and they want the knights. Okay. Also, we learned in this movie there is a there is a specific organization that is not the primes that is referred to as the knights. Yes. Or later, the knights of Cybertron. Okay. So, with this all down, and nothing else specifically to say about the development of this movie, I don't think we even need to argue about the best bottle ward. How my boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, Hound hands down. He's fucking. He's he's great. He's he's, he's funny. Love he's stylish. So he's John Goodman. Like, and he like feels like John Goodman if John Goodman was playing an army man with a minigun. But he's a I giant mean, I robot. Feel like they, uh, yeah, well, I feel like they designed hit. I feel like they made his design more around John Goodman than the other way around. I mean, that's fair. But like, it's also worth saying that in this one, um, other than Optimus being like incredibly murder happy, uh. The only bot that's, like, at all weak, I would say, is Drift, and that's only because, like, he's slightly racist and doesn't have a lot of a character, but he still looks cool. Yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot because he doesn't have any guns, he just has the two swords. Um, but all of the rest of them, cool. And Hound, Yeah, all the new robots cool. are great. Yeah. Hound's Hound, fantastic. Hound is- Hound's, Hound's the best boy. Hound, yeah, Hound's my favorite. I'm, I'm actually gonna Hound's nominate him for best bot of the entire series. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, so far. I, we have not found a bot better than him. Yes, that is true. I will I will equivocate it with the ones we have watched. I will restate this in the next episode since that's the last one of the current three uh, uh, live action Transformers movies. Uh, I will also say that since there were less robots in this movie, there actually are less toys. But I feel like at this point, the 
the toy line is less important than the the merchandise. The toy line and the merchandising is less important than the movie itself and because I'm, this is another Transformers movie that made over a billion dollars. And I'm really glad they did actually do that though because their lack of emphasis on shoehorning these toy lines in is part of what made it so strong. Because this movie did a lot better on the front of just like having a limited cast and having all each of those characters be more of a character. And yeah, because we don't even have. Let's see, because yeah, we of the of named Transformers, we have like way less. Um, like eight. Let's see, like okay, um, Stinger, Lockdown, uh, we get, Galvatron. Okay, we have so we have Opt- okay. So going through the Autobots, we have Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Hound, Drift. Um, Ratchet's in here, but Ratchet is a yeah. Minor don't don't character. count him. Yeah. So basically, we have on the Optimus on the Autobot side, we have Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, uh, Hound, Drift, um, Crosshairs. And- and brains. Uh, yeah, and cross- crosshairs, yeah. And then we also get we get the Dinobots, like, right near the end of the movie. And there's and five of them, they, they, they make all toys, even if they're... Yeah. So then, on the Decepticon side, we have uh, we have Galvatron, we have Stinger, Junkheap, Traxxas, and I don't even know those ones, they didn't of... even really get seen, so... Let me see. Who who are Junkheap and Traxxas? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember them either. But uh, also, then, like, not technically Decepticon, but on the bad side is Lockdown. Who's yeah, still pretty down, fucking cool because got... his face turns into a gun. And one of the things that they did in this movie that's interesting is they had the they had the prototype robots, which allowed Megatron to have a huge fucking army and not have to introduce like thirty nine new goddamn Transformers. Yeah, it made him able to have a faceless army that you felt okay killing. It was great. Yeah, it worked out really. It worked out well. This... It, it it led to a it led to an action scene, just like how the Dinobots exist in like the last arc and don't ever talk or have like any real characterization. Because they're there to have a fun action scene. So, as for, as for movie quality, um, this is not like the most artistic movie in the world. Let's just get that right it's out It's a there. summer blockbuster. It's a summer blockbuster. But of these Transformer movies, it's a summer blockbuster that feels good. Like, it's what I'd call, like... Uh, again, I mentioned earlier, I think it's better than some of the poor showings of Marvel movies. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I'd, uh, I'd put it like maybe like a tier below like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd probably put a touch below that because I love Guardians of the Galaxy a fuck ton. But, like, even then, not too far below. Like, it's still pretty good. Like, I had a lot of fun seeing this. I'd watch this movie again. I don't think I'd say that about the rest of the franchise. I I will say things about five when we get to five. <laughs> Fair. I'll watch scenes from five. I don't want to watch the whole movie. Um, I will only I will I will watch five as many times as I need to to make sure all my friends have seen five. That's fair. Okay, I accept that as a challenge. That's acceptable. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, this... I don't want to watch five. I don't. I guess I don't want to watch five again. I just want to watch my friends watch five. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I'm pretty up on this movie now. Do I think some of its theming and, like, actual cinematography is a little weaker than 3? Yes. Do I think in literally every way is it better than 3 beyond that? Yes. Yeah, no. Like, down down to, like, the basic casting, this movie's better. Um, so I'm going to give this movie as a movie, like, uh, 6 or 6.5? Probably 6.5? 7? I'd take it to, I, I'd honestly take it to, like... Uh, I think it's like seven, seven point five. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven because like it, it's it's constructed fine. It could be better, but like not extremely so. It is a it is a it is it does what it does and it does it correctly. It's technically, very above competence. It has a plot. It's easy to follow. There's 
a bunch of characters and a bunch of plots that kind of happen at the same time. It has but action very... scenes that don't feel too shoehorned. Um, they just feel like they're, they're all, part of yeah. how the plot plays out. <coughs> yeah. I want it, to see how all... the plot plays out. Like That's part of enjoyment, I suppose. But like it's it's organized in a sense that isn't overwhelming you and is at the same time keeping it a steady clip. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a very it's a very well made movie. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for the seven. I think seven makes sense. Yeah. Um, and like worth noting, like I I am qualifying this like on the scale of just movies in general. Like I would watch this again. I think this is pretty okay. Yeah. Um, enjoyment rating. Oh boy, I'm gonna put it a little bit above a seven. Like I can enjoy stupid shit, especially when it's fun stupid shit. And John Goodman's a robot shouting about how he's blowing shit up and flips over a cigar <laughs> bullet. Hell yeah. God, that was so good. It's so good. It stands out really hard. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there. I'll I'll, I'll call it eight point five. I, I really I, enjoyed this. I think I gotta stay at an eight personally, but yeah, no, it's I don't blame you for an eight point five. That's fair. It's yeah, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was a delight. Uh, would I buy toys? Uh, a Grimlock and a Hound if they looked good. Yes, but I've looked uh, up Hound. I've take... actually looked up Hound toys because I was tempted. All of them suck. So. We were, yeah, I was very disappointed to find that the hound toy had, like, three guns. And, and also, not, like, like he's weirdly blocky and gross, and I don't like it. I just... Because they, they needed to make him turn into a truck. I, I get <laughs> it, but, like... He had to turn into a vehicle. Yeah, it's just, it, it's just kind of not great. Uh, but this is the first, this is the only one that I actually went out of my way to be like, can I own a hound figurine that looks good? Yeah, no, we spent a lot of time looking these up. Like, that's how much this, um, this movie worked. And this movie works in selling toys. Conceptually to me, oh anyway. Man, we I'm also not sure had a, um, Whoa, and then they have... Holy shit, then the, 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 the Grimlocks they made for the movie adaptations are really... Oh, there we go. We got the leader, we got the leader class, which are the, which are the best ones. Um, so let me take a... Okay, that's the other Grimlock. There we go. Well, there's, this, is, uh, this, is leader, this is leader class Grimlock right here. That's not bad. I'd actually have that. I'd have that on my desk. Yeah, no. Well, one of the things was, like, they designed Grimlock's, because Grimlock's not in his robot form that much, so they made it look like, you know, okay, if this if this T-Rex is going to unfold into a robot, how would it do that? And so he, like, actually kind of looks like his movie version. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because <laughs> um, they knew he was going to be a dinosaur for most of the movie anyway, because that's what people want him to be. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, that's what they want him to be. Of course it is. Um... So, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot extra to say other than that I will honestly tell you that because of this happening in its own piece of the setting and Optimus Prime is a bit weirdly different and uh, that uh, we've got a new cast and time frame and everything, this, if you, it's fine to just watch this movie. You do not need to see the Shia LaBeouf movies. And if you're going to watch any of them, I recommend this one because this one's fun and pretty all right. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, this was intended to be the soft reboot to to get away from because they lost Shia LaBeouf, they lost Megan Fox. Like, who the fuck did they have left? Like, yeah, all they had, all they had to go with was the Transformers. So this was this was a good direction to take the film. Honestly, I feel like everybody probably had was of the opinion they should have taken this direction a long time ago. Now, this movie um, actually got relatively poor ratings in the grand scheme of things. Transformers, yeah, is, Transformers this, this ratings wise, consistently went down. It never got better. Well, yeah, and this is the thing that I'd said before, is that they consistently get lower and lower ratings, but make more money. Which I just find this, this think... a shame for this one, because this one was really good. And I think it was given an unfair beat because it was called Transformers. 
Um, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so like when you get into critics, it's summer blockbusters, like whatever. But I, I and I'm not a Transformers fan, so I don't know what they would be angry about. Neither specifically am I, but either way. Um, anyway, I think with all that. Also, wow, I just oh. realized that uh, just looking at the other movies, the, the other movies that came out this year, Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking The Hobbit. This movie made more than both of those. Like, now profit-wise, gross. I mean, I believe that in, like, other countries. It made more than Captain America! That seems like, this seems like a thing that would really take off in China. Not just for the pandering, but also just for, like, the the type of action it is, is something that seems very Chinese-feeling. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's a, yeah, it, again, this is a thing we'd mentioned off recording, but there's a, um... A lot of summer blockbusters are really kind of really trying to hit the Chinese demographic because one of the things that determines whether or not a movie is financially successful is how well it does in China. If it's financially successful in the United States and China, then great. If it's not financially successful in the United States, if it's financially successful in China, great. Yeah, that's why we keep getting like these weird movies that people don't like. Like uh, Terminator movies have kept going on there because of that. Like this last Terminator movie, incredibly panned, did incredibly poorly in the United States, did great in China and India. Yeah, and all the universal monster, the 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 universal monster verse, which they're trying to set up as their own Marvel Cinematic Universe. Slowly, uh, they keep these movies keep being made to try and to try and sell to a Chinese audience. Like there's a lot of movies that if you're if you're wondering why a franchise keeps continuing, um, despite how nobody in the states likes it, it's probably because people in China like it. <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we head out? Uh, no, I can't. I, I can't think of anything particularly. Well, with all that set up, then, uh, internet, I think it's time that we Autobots transform <laughs> and roll out. See, internet.